the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. Petro and AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website. It's petro.com. It's Thursday coming up at 1 o'clock. We will uh, carry, I will attend the uh, latest COVID briefing with Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. There's a lot on uh, the agenda for that, and, and we'll talk about it as we go along. I want to start off, though, with just some of the other news that's out there. Number one, the gas situation down, especially North Carolina, it's really, really bad. Georgia as well. Gas prices going up. Thanks a lot, Biden. Um, you know, th- this could be a stop and start type of, of situation. And this is also a classic where they're trying to pretend it's really not that much of a problem, even though it's it's actually a, a major, major problem. So they're they're trying to pretend that that the gas situation is going to improve, uh, I think, either tomorrow or Saturday, or that's when everything will start to flow again. But in the meantime, it's a major disruption. Now, closer to home. How about this, folks? Thanks a lot. Rhode Island Board of Elections, Nellie Gobia. We talk about election security. Rhode Island Board of Elections, number of registered voters in South Kingstown, 63,012 people. Seems high. Registered voters, South Kingstown, 63,012. Secretary of State's website, 20,382. See, this is what we are talking about. This is what we're talking about. How is it possible? And by the way, I posted the numbers right on the Facebook page, John DePietro Show. There will be uh, an update on this coming on the website, dipietro.com. But when, when you want to talk about people losing faith, not having faith in the system, this is one of those examples of exactly why. And Secretary of State Nelly Gorbia does nothing to increase confidence that people should have. Uh, This has nothing, I want to be very clear about this. This has nothing to do with President Trump. Has nothing to do with November. My feelings, zero. This is about this Secretary of State and what they're trying to put out and pass along as credible information. More people registered as far as on the voter rolls than actual registers um possible voters and this this is just the tip of the iceberg i mean this is not and by the way this is is hardly not an exception this is going on in communities all over and then see the secretary of state and the board of elections i'm actually going to point the finger at the secretary of state because I think, in, in essence, what they do is the Board of Elections is supposed to just go through with the with you know what's being given to them. So I'm going to withhold a little bit of that. But the fact is, the census estimates there were 30,000 residents. Secretary of State has 63,000 registered voters. How is this possible? How is it the U.S. Census says the entire South Kingstown population, adults and children, 30,000 residents, Nellie Gorbia, 63,000 registered voters? You know, see, this this is part, this is it right there. This is part of the problem. And this is why we need, and they're putting, folks, they want to have, right now, as many of you know, Rhode Island has what is considered the worst voter rolls in the entire country. Many of you have listened. I've had a lot of voting election experts on, people that are national experts and talk about certain states that are doing things to ensure safety, to ensure legitimate elections. 
Gorbia and the like, they want to go in the opposite direction. See, with their mind, the ends justify the means. It doesn't matter whether they really win. The only thing, you know, they're so important. The only thing that really matters is they need to make sure that they win the elections. I mean, that's that's what's going on. And so these different groups that are coming forward, we got to make it easier to vote. What does that mean? Why does voting have to be easier? Is uh, getting a license? Well, actually, getting a license has been made easier, as I think of it. But all right. I also want to play. Um, Tucker Carlson was uh, terrific last night, and especially uh, in talking about something a lot of people don't want to talk about. But I want to play just a little bit of a. Uh, this is Tucker Carlson from last night. Sort of weird, given that, that she doesn't seem worried at all or even aware of the rise in targeted attacks against Asian Americans. And there have been a lot of them. Just this week, an 80-year-old Asian man was brutally beaten in the state of California. On tape, you may have seen it. The suspects have been arrested. The interesting thing is they're probably not white supremacists. One of them was only 11 years old. You never hear Michelle Obama mention attacks like this why is that seems like the one thing she won't talk about ying ma is happy to talk about it she's the author of chinese girl in the ghetto she joins us tonight ying ma thanks so much for coming on so Thank all you, of Tucker. us are seeing this if you're concerned about racism and i noticed the biden administration announced today that the single greatest threat we face is white supremacy single greatest threat why doesn't michelle obama ever mention what the rest of us are watching well, it's not just Michelle Obama, it's the Biden administration, it's most of our political leaders, um, even though st far too many of the horrific attacks against Asian Americans happening practically every other day now, far too many of those attacks are perpetrated by black um, perpetrators. Our leaders simply are afraid to utter the word black. Um, what we need in this country is an uncomfortable but honest national conversation about the prevalence of black crimes in general and black on Asian violence in particular. Um, now, what we actually could benefit a lot from is the leadership of black role models uh, like president obama like black leaders at the black in black churches across the country um we need leaders to come out and denounce black on asian violence unequivocally and i you know i was a big fan of president obama when he bluntly talked about fatherless black households back in 2008 that took courage and that took honesty and leadership and i do hope that he will display the same kind of courage and leadership on this particular issue especially given that president obama grew up in asia in indonesia and what we need is that we need leader you know, they're exactly right. You hear nothing. And again, folks, it's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.95. You don't hear anything on black on Asian crime, especially there was all this talk. Boy, they love to talk. How about that? Still saying that the largest problem in the country is white supremacy, which is ridiculous. <clears throat> Absolutely ludicrous. You hear nothing. You know, they stopped talking about uh, Asian crime as far as crimes against asian people in new york city as soon as all the video that started popping up was all black on asian crime then they go silent and they won't talk about it in any way so now also um i'm learning that there is in fact uh they're moving ahead with a full-scale arson investigation regarding with what happened with speaker joe sakachi folks let, let's just step back i mean this this buildings just don't catch on fire let alone the damage that was done i mean there's so many clues here uh, like everybody else we'll wait until the investigation is done but i am hearing that the state police are involved uh these things listen they just don't happen and you you are the most powerful person in the state and out of nowhere his office burns down now i mean are, are, are people really blind to that like what is this that People are afraid to say what's the obvious that we're all seeing. This kind of, again, this goes back to last summer with the, you know, with, oh, I've been mostly peaceful protests as we're watching the cities burn and destroyed and loot and all the vandalism. And and now there was a big problem with Asian hate crime until in New York and other places when they started showing the videos of here's who they're looking for. Wait a minute. Oh, all these people are black. 
Oh, they're not white supremacists. All right, forget it. Let's forget that story. So now people are, you know, there was an interview yesterday where there were two people discussing what happened with um, just this the story in the Providence Journal about the voting that's going to take place, this legislation regarding the firefighters overtime. And you know that in the course of it, and they mentioned Speaker Sakachi. you want to talk about intimidation. They never mentioned his office burned down. Think how unusual that is. Is that a regular occurrence? Is that something that, yeah, it happens all the, happens all the time? Uh, actually, it never happens. Uh, it certainly never happens. It never happens in that section of Warwick. It's a relatively, relatively speaking, new building. Uh, we have no reason to believe it's not fully up to code. 9.30 at night, and now we're hearing reports that some woman who was in the area claims she heard an explosion. So there needs to be an investigation. Um, but I, I am thrown by, we have entered into this, the emperor has no clothes type of, that there's things that are very obvious for all to see and people just won't talk about it. Um, because it's not fitting the narrative that they want. That's what it really comes down to. All right. A lot more ahead. You're listening to the John DePietro show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's spring and time to call J. Cannell Engineering today at 401 401- 351-7600. J. Cal Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm. It'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J. Cal Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Remember, with JKL, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. In the wintertime, JKL, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer called JKL Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call JKL 401-351-7600. For 54 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved national grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today for light for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600. It's JKL Engineering. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. <clears throat> AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, thepetro.com. Joining me, he is um, our legal expert, Rhode Island attorney, Tim Dodd. 
Kim, I want to start off with um, what I think and I hear is a developing story, and it has to do with last night, House Speaker, new speaker, as a matter of fact, Joe Sakachi, uh, out of nowhere, his uh, law firm somehow was on fire. It was uh, heavily, heavily damaged. And um, there's now discussion about this state law provision that now seems to be being looked at that somehow slipped in about overtime with firefighters. Um, the state mar- fire marshal is still investigating. I believe the insurance companies will investigate. We'll see where that goes. I'd like to just start off with that. It's my understanding arson is one of the more serious offenses that someone could be charged with. And then we'll go into the different elements of the law. Well, arson is one of the capital offenses that um, is codified in the state of Rhode Island. Other capital offenses would include kidnapping, rape, murder, but arson is right up there in terms of um, the potential for uh, significant jail time, uh, significant punishment. Um, And arson is always looked at um, as a serious um, offense, even if you're a first-time offender, because when you commit arson, you're destroying property, which will typically be followed up with potentially a claim for insurance, which you fraudulently make. You're um, subjecting all the emergency responders, police and fire, et cetera, to unknown risks um, of going into a building that's on fire, smoke inhalation, chemical inhalation. So the arsonist is putting multiple individuals at risk uh, for death or serious injury. So the state um, looks at these cases carefully. Now, if there was ever an arson charge that would develop from um, this situation with the speaker, uh, one would presume it would be a first-degree arson charge because one would presume it was premeditated that somebody who just didn't show up there and say, Hey, I'm gonna, you know, throw this, light this book of matches and toss it aside and see what happens. Um, something like that, if it were arson, would likely have been premeditated. Uh, <clears throat> a lot remains to be seen. Uh, I know the, uh, uh, I think the chief in Warwick, or perhaps the fire marshal, uh, said, "Gee, you know, who knows if we'll ever know how this happened." Well, it's way too early. The fire wasn't even cooled. It was still ongoing. And exactly. when, when they're talking about, we'll never <laughs> Gee, know. Gee, we're never going to know, really. You know, that's, and, and any time, well, any time authorities come out immediately and say, we're never going to know, <laughs> you always have to be a little suspicious of yeah. that uh, oh. declaration. Yeah. Um, time will tell if there's more to this or not. I, I know that you've been... Um, conjecturing that perhaps there's a linkage between the speaker being open to an amendment to this law, which favors firefighters. The only thing that sort of undercuts that is you've got the, the new mayor um, in Warwick um, being all for a modification or an amendment to the statute, which gives um, firemen computation if they're on vacation or out sick it's it's a Mm. computable day that's looked at towards like a day of work it's crazy to to those who aren't firefighters it's completely insane that you could be on vacation and that time is being booked for work time for accruing benefits it makes absolutely no sense yeah it's instructive of the amount of power that um the various uh, fire department unions in the cities and towns have across the state that they can get such a preposterous piece of legislation through the general assembly and that everyone goes for it. Mm. Uh, It's um, an astonishing piece of legislation. And as we've talked about before, like it or not, you've got to give the firefighters unions um, a lot of credit. They are very organized. They're very, um, focused on getting what their agenda through and whether you like the results or not, you've got to at least tip your hat at the success they are able to um, generate with political figures to get what they want. It's, it's 
quite astonishing. They're, they're better than the cops. They're better than the teachers at um, organizing and getting contractual benefits far beyond what others get. In, in this one, which potentially Tim Dodd could be worth millions. I mean, it goes outside of Warwick. Um, yes. It's statewide. And it's interesting to me that, uh, according to the story, Speaker, Speaker Sakachi, who was the majority leader, said that like he wasn't even aware that it kicks in this way. And I think the quote to the Providence Journal was he was told it won't cost his city because not only is he a rep from Warwick, but obviously so he lives there and his office is there, but but seemed surprised that then it was actually costing the city upwards of 500000 So, again, not trying to point fingers, but I think you admit it's a little odd that suddenly at 930 at night uh, when there's no one there, um, I don't remember the last time a law firm caught on fire. Maybe you, I mean, you're more in that world. And I don't remember the last time a, a Warwick law firm caught on fire of all the different law firms in Rhode Island and attorneys, somehow the speaker of the house, his law firm caught on fire. I, again, Tim, can you, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot off the top of your head. Do you know of a colleague that said, yeah, we lost everything in the fire, whatever it was in just the last five years. I don't, I can't recall one. Not in the last five years, but in the last, tw- I'm not going to name names, but I can right. think of about a half dozen oh. law firms that had okay. fires, which were yeah. very destructive. Okay. But, you know, if, if this is payback and it, who, this who is all speculation, but yes. look what happened in Cranston when the police union wasn't getting their way. Yeah. Suddenly it precipitated a um, ticketing scandal. That's right. Now, it's not the same as arson, and we're not suggesting that anyone in particular is behind this, but we have seen retaliatory acts by these municipal unions when they're not getting their way. Um, but what do they do? Then burn down the mayor's house? What do they do next? Anyone who opposes them? I mean, it's, it's an interesting theory that you've um, been discussing that Maybe this is a message to the speaker and others um, not to step on this particular topic. Yeah, um, motive but... and opportunity. And and let's also, since we're talking about it, if there's anyone that knows anything about fires, it's it's firefighters. I mean, they know more about it than anybody. They know how they start. They know accelerants. They know exactly how things can spread that way. So, again, we will see. We will wait and see how the investigation plays out. But Tim Dodd, interesting enough, if in fact Speaker Sakachi, who apparently told the mayor of Warwick and League of Cities and Towns that he was in favor of closing this part of the provision, reworking the law, removing that part out about where you get, you know, accrued time for vacation and sick. And so everything seemingly becomes time and a half. I would venture to guess that that will be a legal challenge from the firefighters union that that was successful in getting this across the finish line. Well, it's, it's a very um, curious way that this made its way into law, which affects, as you said uh, correctly, all the cities and towns. Yeah. Um, The statute was put in place. It can certainly be amended. Um, I believe the, um, bill which would have amended this particular uh, statute, I think was uh, put in by Patricia Morgan, who is certainly not one of the favorites up at the state house. Um, The fact that she was the one promoting this um, might have um, doomed her suggestion to failure because it would be unusual for the other party to pick up and, um, go along with anything that someone from the minority uh, suggested should be um, an amendment to an existing statute. Um, Stranger things have happened. Um, A lot of reps would probably say it's something I would consider. I would be open to the discussion. Um, That's not the same as saying I would vote for this bill. Um, you know, uh, uh, polit- politicians are better than being that definitive and saying, when, I will support this. When, when this went across the finish line, the whole focus was on apparently across the country. If you're a firefighter, because, listen, the nature of the job, they go 24 hour shifts and so forth. They are allowed to sleep on the job. We're not breaking the news here. There are 
accommodations within the firehouse where they can sleep if they're not being called out. So across the country, it's 56 hours. Is You have to work over 56 hours before you get overtime because you basically do get paid to sleep. In Rhode Island, the whole focus was on they were lowering it to 42 hours. And it would seem that in the midst of, you know, like a magician, focusing everyone on the 42 hours instead of 56, this provision was put in. Right, so you're so, on vacation, and that's counting towards your making your 42 hours. Yes, it's insane. Yes, it, it really is, is crazy. Yeah, folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 508 336 2110. 508 336 2110 from Mega MEGA. Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24 hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110, 24 hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, mega truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. Outside your home. Let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that, that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Softwash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Softwash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585, 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com, Bethel Certified Soft Wash and Power Wash. We're speaking with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, let's get an update. They are waiting now for the verdict with the mayor, Jaisal Correa. Um, He didn't put up the defense. Some people thought he might, but maybe he thought it was just enough to raise reasonable doubt. The jury is out. They have the case. They have a lot there. He's charged with a lot. Um, I'm curious how you think the defense wrapped up. I, I was surprised at the fact that it it lasted less than a day and they called three witnesses only. One of the things that a jury will uh, hear when the judge charges them is the state has the entire burden to prove the case. The defense doesn't have to prove anything. The defense doesn't have to offer a alternate theory. The defense doesn't have to prove anything. Um, so if the jury takes that to heart, now you've got to listen to, um, in, um, go through the 24 counts and how the judge charges them of the 24 counts. There's a, there's a bunch of counts involving wire fraud. There's a few counts regarding JZL filing false tax returns, because if he was receiving cash, in the form of kickbacks, 
and if he was receiving half of his chief of staff's salary, and if he was taking money for developing his um, um, computer application and he was using it to buy himself cars and wardrobes and things for his girlfriend, that would all be unreported income. And if he didn't disclose it on his tax return, that's tax fraud, that's criminal. And I think that's where he's going to get potentially dinged on this whole thing. He's also got the extortion charges. He's got a bribery charge, and he's got extortion conspiracy counts. All total, 24. If the jury's doing its job, it's going to take a long time to plow through these 24 counts. On some, there might be an immediate consensus, 12 to 0, guilty, or 0 to 12, not guilty. You could wind up with guilty on some charges, not guilty on other charges, and the jury could hang on some of the other charges. Uh, Who knows what's going on in that jury room? But in terms of the defense, it was a little unusual. Um, One of the witnesses was a secretary. Um, You'll recall there was only one witness for the prosecution I can't pronounce his name like Sahali or something like that. And he claims that he gave the mayor 75000 in cash in $100 bills. And the exchange was, here's the money. And the mayor takes the um, non-opposition letter out of his pocket and says, here's your letter. Yeah. Now, the secretary was called to the stance says, no, no, no. I mailed the original non-opposition letter to this gentleman. So that testimony would be to undermine that witness's credibility. There's only one witness who says, I gave money to Jaziel and he gave me something back in return. All the other money transfers were um, between these uh, hopeful marijuana vendors and subordinates and associates of the mayor. So the mayor would have plausible deniability Um, I didn't get the money. I mean, he didn't testify, but there's no proof that the money got to him. Right. So will the jury buy that or will they not buy that? As far as all the money that uh, Jaziel used from the um, Snow Owl app and allegedly monies that he was depositing or using to buy things, And unless he was using kickback cash, he couldn't have afforded to buy all the things that he bought. And uh, the prosecution brought in a forensic auditor to show that based on his salary and even using the snow owl money, he had to be getting other sources of cash in to maintain his lifestyle. And that cash would likely have been from this kickback money. Will the jury buy that or not? The defense attorney, it's pretty unusual. Uh, The defense attorney in his closing basically says, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my my client, Mayor um, Correa, he's not the brightest bulb. Basically, he said, my client's an idiot. He doesn't know how to manage money. And that's why there's all these financial irregularities, because he's not a very bright bulb. Now, will a jury buy that? It's a unique way to um, paint your client as being not the, not the brightest bulb. But I guess that's part of the defense, saying he wasn't very good at uh, managing money or being a bookkeeper, and they were all innocent mistakes. Will a jury buy that, or will they not buy that? Um, this is a case also, like any other criminal case, uh, apparently, um, Jaziel Correa is um, very convincing. He spins a good story. Um, he gets people to believe him. He's got a charming way about him. Had he chosen to testify, um, would that uh, charm um, effect have worked on this jury? Or would he have gotten beat up by the prosecutors beyond his ability to charm the jury back and um get back in their good graces, if you will. The jury didn't hear from him. Now, just like with uh, the Chauvin case, the jurors, you know, were musing in the jury room, gee, the guy didn't testify. We would have liked to have heard his side of the story. Right. Um, 
even though the judge instructs the jury, the fact that the defendant did not choose to testify, you can't hold it against them. He's not obligated to testify. And the jury will listen to the instructions and nod. Yes, we understand, judge. But in the jury room, I'm sure there's still going to be a discussion. Why didn't he testify? We would have right. loved to have heard his story. Yes. It's always Folks, a problem for the defense. Do you testify or not? Right. Folks, we're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Did Tim, what about these two cases of uh, Judge Procassini of, um, regarding searches? I think this is an interesting legal story. If judge Procassini um, is a wonderful judge. Um, I've been in front of him more times than I can count. Um, he's smart. He's very thoughtful in terms. He thinks about his decisions. He gives it a lot of thought. Um, he's fearless. He has come down with decisions over the years, which in applying the law results in decisions which the public might think is terrible. Um, and you'd like to see potentially a defendant, maybe in a particular case, have a different outcome. But this judge is fearless in looking at the facts, um, applying the law, and coming up with a decision which is typically unassailable. Yep. Just a couple of, what, by way of a couple of stories for background, Judge Procassini was the judge who determined that Beaver Tempest was entitled to a new trial right. because of all the um, prosecutorial irregularities and irregularities in the police investigation. That was a very um, gutsy call, in my view, that the judge made. Um, he recently, um, certainly he took care of the um, case um, with um, uh, Mr. Britt came up with a decision that um, many people might have been surprised about in finding Mr. Britt not guilty uh, during his association with the Mattiello campaign. Uh, the judges come up with decisions on not a DUI for alcohol, but for marijuana, um, where he's determined until the General Assembly does something about it, that there's no normative standard if you test blood for THC levels to determine what level of THC in your system uh, renders you incapable of safely operating a motor vehicle. Again, gutsy decisions made in a manner which may be unpopular, but they're correct. In this case, um, there were two different cases where the state police uh, uh, made traffic stops along the highway. In both situations, the individuals who were stopped were members of minority groups. Um, in the first case, um, it results in the judge suppressing, I believe, um, weapons and other contraband of a very dangerous nature. But when the state police stopped this vehicle, um, it's just a stop. And the, the police say, well, the guys looked very nervous. So I had to inquire further because they looked nervous. Well, anyone who gets stopped by the cops, especially if you're from a minority group, you might be a little nervous. Sure. So the cop used, the, the trooper used that nervousness that he perceived to be nervousness as a pretext to investigate further. So says, can, can I search your car? And the guy smartly says, no, you can only do that if you have a warrant. Yep. Cop says, oh, really? Before you know it, another trooper shows up with a, um, a canine to do a search and sniff around for drugs, and lo and behold, there's drugs. That's not the appropriate end result of a garden variety traffic stop to say the guy looked nervous, so I had to inquire further. Right. So the judge um, suppressed as evidence um, all of the illegal material found in that vehicle, which could have led to these guys being prosecuted and convicted. And a very and a very similar scenario happened in the second case, where again a trooper stops individuals and 
in that case, there's a perceived uh, faint smell of a fresh smell, I believe was the word of marijuana emanating right. from the car. Yep. Well, that's becoming more and more of a legal occurrence these that's days. Right. So now this trooper says, oh, I smell fresh marijuana smoke. He asked these guys to get out of the car. They exhibit nervousness. He asked, are there drugs in this car? They say, no. Guess who shows up? Another trooper with another canine um, dog who does another sniff and finds, I, I think, 90 pounds or something of marijuana. Again, that was all suppressed as evidence because the judge basically said you can't use these garden variety stops as a pretext to create an environment where you get to investigate further. Right. Um, and the, in the second case, the trooper said, well, I, I had to do all what I did for my own personal protection. The judge says, no, you didn't. You didn't even pat these guys down. You weren't worried about your personal protection. You were trying to create a scenario so that you could search their car. And that's an abuse of, you know, a police process. And it's an abuse uh, and it's unconstitutional violation of the Fourth Amendment. I would hope that other judges would have done the same. Um, I think that Judge Procassini has such a history of being uh, fearless and making controversial decisions that he gets uh, a lot of press coverage when he makes these decisions. I would just hope that all all of the Superior Court judges would have found the same way because I think the judge is right. I expect the Attorney General's office will take an appeal to the Supreme Court, and I would expect the Supreme Court will uphold the um, rulings that the judge has made. Again, these, these troopers were doing all this with the backdrop of perceived, if not real, um, abuses by police officers against um, Minority individuals from um, minority groups when they are stopped for traffic stops. So with that overlay, you can't, as a cop, create a phony story so that you get to do a further investigation. And hopefully the message goes out loud and clear from these two decisions by Judge Procassini. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show in an accident someone hits your vehicle it's damaged in some way pick up the phone and call west fountain auto body 401-272-3340 they're located 400 west fountain street in providence folks as you're riding along you just never know you could be dealing with a drunk driver someone not paying attention how about the people texting and driving if you ever damage your vehicle call west fountain auto body 401-272-3340 3340 several reasons one they'll handle everything for you two they're going to work for you not the insurance company and three they'll make your car it'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom west fountain auto body call them 401-272-3340 did someone damage your vehicle whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle west fountain will restore your vehicle get it back on the road call them today 401 401- 272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured, 
tree removal company with a licensed arborist, Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote. 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. We're speaking with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dunn. Tim, I want to just also uh, mention we, we're getting word of this case of an administrator in Providence. Apparently ran into some problems down in Florida. He was uh, would discipline kids in school. He was assistant principal. Kids, somebody did something wrong. He said, come in, I'm going to pop your toe. And I don't know exactly what that means, except he'd they'd take off their socks and then he like bends their toes. Well, apparently he was at Edge Fitness on Bald Hill Road in Warwick. And he sees an underage male, goes up and says, hey, those are nice sneakers. Do you have uh, – did they give you blisters? And before the kids can say anything, he, he gets down and he, he takes the kid's shoe off and then he takes his sock off and starts rubbing the foot. Um, I, I think maybe – without knowing all the details, but he, he was arrested for that. Is it maybe – is it because the boy was a minor or that's just – you know, if, if you're at the gym, you can't just go up to someone and say, hey, let me see if your foot has blisters and just start, I guess, for close to 45 seconds rubbing their 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 foot in uh, calf. Well, I, th- I think we can, I think we can stipulate that that's the creepy story of the week for yeah. openers. But beyond being a terribly creepy, creepy story, um, that's an assault. I mean, I don't mm. know exactly what happened if the if the juvenile said. Sure, take off my sneaker yeah. and take off I my sock. Mind a little massage? Sure. Yeah, go massage my feet. Then it's fine. But if the kid was saying, "No, what are you doing? No, I don't want you to do this," and the right. guy proceeds, and it sounds like he was pretty <laughs> motivated to get down yeah. to the kid's toes, um, that's an assault. That's a criminal offense. That's an unwanted mm-hmm. touching. Um, and if it if the kid did object verbally or physically, you know, to show that he was uh, not in agreement with having his toes massaged by this guy. Um, that's a criminal assault. So, so the, the George Costanza defense of, you know, sleeping with a cleaning woman, <laughs> is that frowned on? Should I not have done that? Was that, that wrong? Was that, that wrong? doesn't apply here. Yeah, it Tim sounds finally, like, yeah, that's, uh, that's a weird story. And I'm, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Finally, the situation in Minneapolis with uh, Officer um, Derek Chauvin and now the other officers, I get the feeling that this is going to go on for a very long time. Um, this is not double jeopardy. These are separate federal charges that all four of them are brought up on. Yes, all four officers, Chauvin and the three other guys, have all been brought up. Uh, a federal grand jury has indicted the four of them on a variety of criminal counts. And one might say, well, how does that happen? But you're correct. It is not double jeopardy. And the, the case that really brought this situation to the forefront was the Rodney King case. Your listeners will recall that Rodney, uh, the officers in the Rodney King matter were tried in state court on criminal charges. Uh, they were found not guilty. There was outrage that these guys, these cops were found not guilty. So lo and behold, uh, the, the feds say, well, we're gonna file our own charges against these same officers on certain civil rights violations. There's a number of federal um, grounds um, to prosecute criminally uh, these officers. So it's not double jeopardy because they're different charges. They're different statutory sources. It's not double jeopardy. And uh, folks will recall that in the federal prosecution, these cops in the Rodney Kidd case were all found guilty. So they win the state trial, they lose the federal trial, they go to prison. 
in this case, um, I'm sure that the uh, state prosecution against the three remaining officers will play out before anything happens on the federal side. But um, whether these three other cops are found guilty or not guilty, um, you can be sure that the feds want to send a message out loud and clear to officers around the country and to minority groups around the country that we're not going to put up with this type of conduct anymore and we're going to prosecute these cases as zealously as we can. So these four cops now have federal charges against them. They're going to have a federal trial. And the latest on Chauvin is at a post-trial hearing or uh, ruling by the trial judge, the judges determined that there were, in fact, aggravating circumstances which can be considered for sentencing purposes. So this would allow, in June, when Chauvin is sentenced, it would allow the judge more latitude in an upward departure uh, as to what would the standard prison time would be. So, you know, this guy could catch 25 or 30 years um, oh. with the determination that there were aggravating circumstances. So Chauvin is looking at problem after problem after yeah. problem, legally speaking. Um, his legal problems are going to dog him for years to come. Folks, he is our uh, legal analyst. He is attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. Stay safe and we will talk to you again. Thanks, John. You too. Take care. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, your housing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever guaranteed call lawn doctor today check out their website lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025